Welcome back to the Blasphemous Pope uh, Cathedral. I am your Blasphemous Pope Harry, and today we are doing Sermon 39, No One Is Coming to Save You, Part 16, Varietal Intelligence. Uh, before we get into it, let's take care of these housekeeping notes, as we always do. The Friends of the Blasphemous Pope podcast, we have Real Liberty Media, Donna Van Meter, Moose Girl, Amy Lynn Russell, Star O'Hara, uh, Nathan Frazier, Christy Caruana, and Little Nugs Bunny. Uh, over on Twitter, we have uh, uh, We Trade Free, London Gardens, Kennedy Edwards, and over on Instagram, we have Mr. Michael Witt. Uh, if you want to see these people's projects, they are in the description. And uh, uh, every once in a while, I'm going to be doing this truncated list unless I add somebody new. Uh, the way to be added to this list is to become a listener supporter for as little as 99 cents a month. You can support this podcast and uh, we will uh, put you and your project on the list as well. Uh, if you wish to reach out to me, you wish to have a contact with me, I am available on all socials. And I have a website at harryfelker.wordpress.com where I post some necessary links and, and what have you. Uh, you can also reach out to me uh, via Discord. Discord is available. The link is in the description as well. And uh, that is how we get a hold of the Blasphemous Pope. If you do wish to challenge anything I say, I openly am willing to hear that challenge and hear what you have to say. I'm not immune to being wrong. And if uh, there's a chance for me to grow, I always take that opportunity. I don't ever think that anything I say should be set in stone and therefore unquestioned. I, I question everybody and I openly invite everybody to question me as well. Now let us get on with the sermon because there is going to be a lot of ground to cover because this is a theory of intelligence that's psychology based and uh, it's a lot. So we're going to run cut right to the chase on this one. Sermon 39, No One's Coming to Save You, Part 16, Varietal Intelligence. Uh, what I mean by varietal intelligence is there is a theory, it came about around 1983, the theory of intelligence types or uh, multiple intelligences. Uh, the guy who developed this theory uh, is a Dr. Howard Gardner. He uh, published his book in 1983 and then subsequently uh, did further additions and further development of the idea after that. Uh, he is still kicking around. I believe he's in his 70s now. Um, he's a gra Harvard graduate psychologist, and uh, this theory doesn't come without criticisms. And before we get into really what that theory is and what it entails, I want to talk about that, be upfront about the criticisms. Most of the criticisms come from the psycho psychological sector, not so much from any type of layman sector or... Um, uh, from the education sector where this uh, information would be relevant. Uh, they, they do criticize him for lacking empirical evidence, though uh, from what I understand, his entire study was based on uh, empirical evidence and not based on experimental evidence. So I feel that that might have been just a, an attempt to deride the theory rather than to challenge it. Um, the other uh, real criticism is that 
his theory of multiple intelligence is, is really based on the idea of talents rather than actual intelligence. And uh, I wish to uh, mention a Bob Ross quote when I, I talk about this. Uh, Talent is just pursued interest. Basically, you can do anything that you really put your mind to as long as you're going to pursue it. If you are going to practice, if you're going to learn, you can become better at almost anything in the world. That's not to say that you are going to become uh, a World Cup winning soccer player just from practicing or just from picking it up at age 25 and deciding this is what you want to do. That is a very rare thing that would happen. However, if uh, you do pursue soccer, you will become a better soccer player. That's just the way that that works. Uh, it, uh, same experience with musical instruments. I play bass. The only way I become better at playing bass is by pursuing that interest, by practicing playing bass and by learning um, musical instruments and, and what have you. There's no other way to do it. You, there's no preternatural knowledge that you just pick up an instrument and automatically know how to play it. That just doesn't happen in the real world. So um, when, we, uh, when we talk about this, we don't want to mix uh, thoughts here. It's, he's not talking about people who are talented. He's talking about people who are pursuing interests. And even back to that Bob Ross quote, there, there is no talent. It is all pursued interest. And everything in that sense is improved, be able to be improved upon. Um, when we come back, we are going to uh, get into the meat and potatoes of uh, the theory of intelligence types or the theory of multiple intelligences. back thank you for coming back so the theory of multiple intelligences uh, basically this is uh, dealing with intelligence modality uh, the different uh, ways in which intelligence comes into play um, the the types that uh, that dr. Gardner had uh, initially talked about were musical visual spatial linguistic logic mathematic uh, body kinesthetic interpersonal intrapersonal and then he had added later naturalistic uh, there have been proposed ones such as existential uh, pedagogical uh, pedagogical and even digital more recently um, there uh, there's a reason why this this works out and um, there's eight criteria that that this falls under whether or not it can be separated out as a variety of intelligence rather than as um, just like a personality trait or or what have you um, first and foremost uh, in 
people who experience brain damage is their isolation of this type of intelligence. Um, does it fit into our evolutionary history? Um, presence of uh, core operations, um, symbolic expression, uh, developmental progression, which is a very important one to understand when you're trying to train skills. Is there a developmental progression? Um, savants and prodigies are evidence of specialized intelligences. Uh, support from experimental psychology, which there is uh, some support for different varieties of intelligence and psychometric findings. Where, where this kind of falls behind is because so many people in the psychology industry scoff at the idea that someone who is um, who has musical intelligence may be as intelligent as somebody who is a mathematic genius. Um, this is this is a problem because well it has more to do with a cultural focus on intelligence than anything else. So the things that have to do with study, unfortunately, they are not as present as they probably should be. <clears throat> so the first thing I want to talk about here, uh, once now that we have this all sorted out, is what the intelligence styles are, uh, types are, and what the what they're based off of is really talking about learning styles because learning styles is a completely separate topic from intelligence types the they shouldn't be confused at all um, uh, intelligence types are varietal forms of intelligence they are uh, different things at which you can be smart at you can you can be musically smart you can be mathematically smart you you hear it all the time oh this guy's really good with numbers this guy's really good with words this guy's really good with people um, this guy's really self-aware. Um, you know, this guy can identify any plant as whether or not it's edible or not. That these are different varieties of intelligence, right? Um, a learning uh, style is a way in which an individual learns. So, uh, intelligence types are general. They are generally masking over all intelligent creatures but a learning style is very individual now granted some people have similar or the same learning styles but it's based on an individual um, um, analysis you can't just say all people who are like this are these types of learners it just doesn't work um, these are non-competing they are complementary so learning style can be used to enhance any uh, intelligence type or any um, mode of intelligence or what have you uh, and understanding how you learn opens the doors to these other intelligence types so if you are a very visual learner learning topics in things that you are not very strong in as far as the intelligence types are concerned is going to help you acquire that intelligence um, now how this reflects on general intelligence the the reality is the general intelligence theory the long-standing theory since psychology first got its start is overtly linguistic and logic based um, and with spatial dynamics folded in there IQ testing is very one-dimensional in this in this case it doesn't test your musical ability it doesn't test your um, your interpersonal or intrapersonal ability it doesn't 
It doesn't test things like that because it can't. It's it's not possible. It doesn't test your physical ability, you know, the ability for you you to have the mind muscle connection that you need to uh, uh, engage in some dexterous actions. So. Um, it's basically focused on a very specific set of cultural demands and it suggests static decline of individual intelligence which none of this is actually supported by any type of actual science this is just an assumption that everyone went with and they kept going Um, the one thing about this that really everyone needs to take away is the psychological understanding of general intelligence is only if you're useful is it worth being intelligent you know the only intelligence that's worthwhile is useful intelligence and when we come back i'm going to tell you a little story about that Welcome back. Okay, I promised you guys a story. Uh, if you are about my age, you are very familiar with the claymation uh, uh, animated story about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Uh, and you probably, if you're younger, you're probably familiar with it too because uh, it came out, I believe, in like the 70s, like the late 70s, early 80s. And then uh, it's pretty much played every Christmas ever, as far as I know. I haven't really watched cable in years um i haven't had cable access in years because i just don't pay for it so um in the story of rudolph the red-nosed reindeer um we we see uh this reindeer which is just as capable as all the other reindeer except he's got a red nose and that makes him weird it makes him an outcast um and this thing is uh basically gets him outcast to other reindeer and you know basically he doesn't get to have the job like you know the star job that every other reindeer gets to have pulling santa's sleigh um and long story short we'll get around all the other bullcrap of the show the the end of the story is that because it's foggy out rudolph's bright nose can light the way for the sleigh and that makes him useful and therefore beneficial and this is pretty much how psychologists view intelligence if it's not useful it's not worthwhile and that becomes a problem because basically who decides what's useful well the people who are paying people and we end up with a um, a one-sided understanding of well what makes you useful in and i hate to make the sound this way in our industrial society other than being mechanically inclined being linguistically inclined being mathematically inclined nothing okay well then you don't you don't matter your intelligence doesn't matter and and that that is a shame of the system if it's supposed to be understanding humans not understanding how we can implement humans into the workforce well then 
we should be including all varieties of intelligence, not just the ones that are relevant to getting a fucking job, right? Um, now, the idea of multiple intelligence understands that you cannot judge the aptitude of a fish by how it climbs. And this is another story, and I'll, I'll regale you with this one too. You know, uh, a bird, a monkey, and a fish are in school, and the teacher goes, okay, well, here's your final exam. There's a tree, climb it. You know, the bird flies up to the top of the tree. He gets it. Monkey climbs to the top of the tree. He gets it. The fish is going to sit in its, bo- in its uh, bowl of water and, well, obviously can't climb. So the fish fails. Now, is this the right way to judge the fish uh, based on intelligence? No. There are things that the fish can do that the bird can't do, that the monkey can't do. You know, if it was a how long can you hold your breath underwater, well, the fish is going to win this one, right? So we can't judge everybody by the same standard of intelligence because all of these things are part of the human experience. Um, If you take someone who's really good with numbers and you throw them in the middle of the woods to survive, well, he's not even going to know what to eat. So his variety of intelligence then becomes irrelevant, doesn't it? Um, Now, granted, you can learn other types of intelligence, and that's very important. But the fact of the matter is, is that you can't discount any type of intelligence. Or you can't just say, oh, well, that's just a hobby. That's just an interest. That's just a talent. These are, these are in parts of intelligence, and they're part of the human experience, and they're very important. As far as my opinion is concerned, you could disagree with me, and I, I would absolutely love to have a chat with you about that if you do disagree. Um, now, the, the theory suggests that all varieties of intelligence are present in everybody in some way, shape, or form. Nobody is completely devoid of any variety of intelligence, providing they have a uh, functioning mind, you know. Um, Uh, One or two of them are going to be dominant, but all others are there and can be trained. And uh, I feel that this better reflects reality, specifically in my own personal case. I I did, just before recording this, put up a post about uh, how I fall into this with one of those internet tests. And I know it's an internet test, but still, um, it shows a a graphic... a graphic study of my entire history. I grew up in a house where work was important. Doing work was important. So being able to do work was important. The, the sports, they just weren't there. I, I, did not, I was not allowed to participate in sports when I was a kid because we just didn't have the money for that kind of stuff. I wasn't allowed to engage in uh, playing instruments when I was a kid because we didn't have the money for that kind of stuff. So those types of things I had learned later in life and they show that they are not as good. And well, I am horrible with people. I, I know it may come to a shock to everybody, but I am not a people person and there it is. It's, I'm like, uh, half or, or less than half or a third of my other stats well uh, there's my people one but I am very introspective you know it's it's all laid out there uh, when we come back we're going to talk about something else some common sense
Welcome back. Okay, so I promised a little talk about common sense, right? So, uh, a little context here. Uh, on my uh, Facebook group uh, uh, for the Blasphemous Pope podcast, uh, you can find that on Facebook. Uh, just look up the Blasphemous Pope and it should pop right up. Uh, I had a conversation about whether or not intelligence was a natural phenomenon or if it was a nurture phenomenon. Basically, can you learn intelligence? And one of my friends, uh, uh, Tammy Hartman, she's a dear friend of mine, she had... Um, said yes and no you know a lot of people voted both but she had said uh, that common sense was something that was 100 percent natural um and we had a small discussion about it but uh i i politely i disagree with her about common sense being 100 percent natural i don't think it's natural at all i think it's completely learned behavior uh but i did look into it uh as far as psychological journals and stuff like that is concerned uh there is a realistically non-existent amount of work done on common sense because uh, psychologists don't really deal with that kind of stuff they don't care to deal with that kind of stuff there's been very few people who have who have really studied common sense in a a uh, clinical sense uh, since the term was first coined i believe by Locke uh, back in the uh, uh, yeah back then anyhow um so is common sense really intelligence? Um, not according to the psychological definition of what common sense is. The psychological definition is shared beliefs and a shared way of thinking. Uh, so um, when, we, when we take a look at uh, common sense, we're looking at... Uh, something that is a sound judgment based on experience rather than study in which case that could be seen as a form of intelligence because um, experience-based learning is a thing but when we understand it as shared beliefs and shared uh, ways of thinking we have to understand that we're talking more about something that would be considered like a cultural wisdom rather than purely something that is intelligent something that is generally true for everybody two plus two equals four for everybody it doesn't matter where you come from however if you are stumbling through the desert and you come across a bedouin encampment and they put out a bowl of water for you uh, your first instinct is going to be to drink it and that is uh, literally what happened to uh, an anthropologist he they put out a bowl of water and he drank it and they put out another one and he drank it and the whole purpose of that bowl of water is it's a foot bath to wash the sand off of your feet so that you don't track sand into the tent. Um, now, it's common sense to the Bedouin that the, the water outside of a tent is meant for cleaning your feet so that you don't track sand inside. But to someone who's not from that culture, that's not necessarily common sense. And that's a behavior that can be learned, absolutely, but it isn't going to be something that just someone just knows it's not a natural piece of information um, and uh, when we look at common sense we are looking at something through a very cultural lens rather than something that would be considered general human experience um, so I don't 
really even consider common sense as intelligence more than I would consider, more or less I would consider it a wisdom that is based on the culture, based on your environment. In which case, it absolutely can be learned then. Because if you live in an environment long enough, the ways of thinking of that environment, the shared beliefs of that environment will become incorporated into your own mind. And then you don't go walking into a Bedouin's tent with sandy feet. There you go. Um, now, as far as how this, how, how I rationalize what Tammy had to say is I don't think she's actually talking about common sense. I think that she's actually talking about um, critical thinking and rational ability based on some of the things that she had said during the conversation. Um, I think what she's equating to common sense is problem solving skills and problem solving skills and common sense are not the same thing whatsoever. Problem solving skills are uh, part of intelligence makeups. Uh, people who are um, who have visual spatial intelligence, people who have uh, logic mathematic intelligence are very good problem solvers. They take a look at the information in the way that they can absorb it best and they can solve a problem. And people who are weak in that, well they just can't. Um, they pretty much have to just be told what to do and that's how they come about the conclusion of their problems. Um, and we are going to talk about that uh, phenomenon later on. Uh, so I want to thank everybody for coming. I greatly appreciate everybody who comes and listens. Uh, again, if you wish to support, you'll get a shout out at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, if not, that's cool. Just coming and listening is enough for me. I, that's what I really want. All right. Um, I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.